The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Welcome to Talk with Renee Dallow, biz chat for wedding pros and creatives. Tune in every week for no BS real talk from industry experts that want to help you thrive in your business and your life. Here's your host, event planner, educator, and sushi addict, Renee Dallow. Grab a glass and get ready to talk it out. Hello, hello, friends. Welcome to another episode of Talk with Renee Dallow. It is me, your girl, Renee Dallow. I am joined today by the lovely and talented, and you probably know her from the bundle, by the way, uh, my good friend, Jessie Cara. Jessie, how are you? I am doing great, Renee. How are you doing? I'm good. I just realized, did I say your name correctly? Uh, it Well, really close. <laughs> it's Cara, just pronounced C-A-R-A, but Cara. it's, it's Jessie, a lot better. Cara. Yeah, most people call it Korea. Kahira. <laughs> Kara works perfectly for me. <laughs> <laughs> I uh, I have a name that on paper you would think is fairly simple, yet people call me all kinds of things. And so I am very, I'm always very sensitive to different names to say, like, let's make sure we're all saying each other's names correctly, because I have been called like Reenie Dalo a lot. Oh, my goodness. And isn't it so funny how people can look at a, the same, you know, a collection of letters and come up with many different things oh yeah things. uh i would say two out of ten people call me jessica <laughs> like, where oh. do you get the ca from mm -hmm, like, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. yeah i think well people must assume that it's a nickname for jessica right but it is not it is not so it is a go. nickname for jazz bender so oh yeah that's even more fabulous yeah my name is actually jazz bender and i used to hate my name because I didn't fit in and I wanted to fit in with all my non-Indian Asian um, friends. And, but now I'm always like, it's jazz binder, like jazz and then binder. Love that. <laughs> yeah. So when you were in school, because I'm of the age where everyone I went to school with was named Jessica. I mean, sorry, not, not Jessica, Jennifer. Jennifer. Everyone yeah. was Jennifer. It was like six Jennifers in my grade school and they all like Jennifer S, Jennifer K, Jennifer Y. And there was a part of me that was like, I wanted to be part of the Jennifer crew. But then also it was like, I, for a while, was the only Renee I had ever met. <laughs> so that was kind of fun. Like, yeah. I can't imagine there's a lot of jazz benders around. No. Yeah. There are not. Unique. Um, love it. But I love how it, this really ties into our topic today. Because <laughs> it does. Because <laughs> we didn't even mean to. No. But how we don't want to stick out and we just want to be a part of that herd and right. belong, right? Oh, isn't that, so that's always the struggle, right? So today we're talking about, uh, well, what are we talking about, Jesse? Tell the people. We're talking about every, no, yeah, we're everything. talking burnout and just being yeah. enough and boundaries. Yeah. And um, a lot of people don't know this, but I experienced extreme burnout in 2019 where I ended up um, being on meds and I had a meltdown where I, hired a disposal company to come to my warehouse 
and I gave them keys and I said, call me when you're done. Oh, wow. That's big yeah. time burnout. That's yeah. big time burnout. Yeah. yeah. It was really bad. But I'd, um, I'd love for us to, as a, as a, as an industry, right. Normalize a bit of the, the burnout conversation. And I know we talk about it more than we used to, certainly more than 10 years ago when I started, I never heard anyone talk about burnout. I just thought everyone like merrily rolled along their way, happy as a clam for decades and decades. But I think when we talk about burnout, at least in my, what I've, I've uh, experienced of it is like conversations among, among my local peers where it's like, yeah, yeah, I'm just feeling so burned out. I'm going to like go to the spa or I'm feeling so burned out. I'm going to take a nap. And we talk about burnout in these like situational moments, but I don't think we talk about it enough like what you experienced, which was like, I'm burning it down. Yeah. But, and it also came from burnout though. It was just yeah. um, years of not saying no yeah. when I should have said no. Seeing what, what parts of my business my heart was not in and continuing <laughs> to do them because, well, if yeah. I don't, I'm a failure. What are people right. going to say if I stop doing this? Right. And, you know, forcing myself and just, cut, you know, the imposter syndrome, the, the, you know, for years it was I would hit a milestone and instead of stopping and appreciating that milestone, it was okay. So what do I do next? What's the next thing that I need to accomplish? And I got so caught up in that rat race and that hustle mentality that Jesse, the girl, the female, the human was yeah. left behind, left very far behind. And I was too busy taking care of everything and everyone else and not myself. And that's why boundaries and saying no is so important to me and anyone like if I see anyone even closely looking like they are experiencing burnout and they're working too many hours or they're not getting enough sleep I understand we all say it's just sleep our body thrives on sleep and I have medical records upon medical records to show you how the lack of sleep affected my body and why I'll never be back to the person I once used to be. I, there's so much to unpack there. I want to talk about it, all of it. But I do want to ask, the first thing I thought of when when I listened to you was, do you think that people in your life, in your business from the outside could tell that you were headed for that level of burnout? No, because everyone saw me as the girl that could do it all. Everyone saw me, oh my God, look, Jesse's doing this and Jesse's doing that. And yeah. I got so caught up in that. Yeah. That yeah. it was like, and um. You know, it, it totally goes into my childhood and it totally goes into, you know, we all experience different traumas, different things growing up and trying to be number one and always being at the top because mm -hmm. regardless of what I did, I always felt like it was not enough. So yeah. it didn't matter. Um, in 2019, I did the biggest wedding of my career. Like I'm talking multi-million dollar wedding where I charge multiple six figures for my time and I I was so sure Renee I was so sure I said this is the one this is the one that's going to make me feel like I've accomplished something uh yes that that old fictional tale yep it did not no. instead I for weeks afterwards was waking up having nightmares thinking that the bride's brother shaking me awake because I've missed the wedding after the wedding after the wedding this wow. went 
it was, and it was a downward spiral. It was a crazy, it brought up in me every issue I had not taken seriously in my business for like the last 15 years. It was just this, I was very hustle mentality. Like I was very like, all right, what can I do? What, what do I got to do to be bigger, be better? And the one thing I've learned is to be relentless and resilient does not mean you need to be a hustler. Oh my God. Repeat that. To be relentless and resilient does not mean you need to be a hustler. And I wish somebody had said that to me. And if you're listening to this right now and you hear people say, Oh, be relentless, be resilient, be, you know, limitless. There's um, these amazing books and we we're just like, Oh, let me go do this. Let me go do that. And I want to be at the top of this. And I want to be at the top of that. You can be relentless and still get eight hours of sleep. That's right. And if you haven't go purchase Renee's course on onboarding. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Jesse, I have to, I mean, I agree with you. I feel so much of this is so resonant for me. So I also, I mean, I'm an Enneagram three, everyone who knows, listens to this podcast knows I'm like an ENTJ overachiever. Like I'm all the things and everyone who also listens probably already knows I have my hands in like a million different pots all the time, all the time. Right. And I used to joke, especially during the pandemic or during lockdown, rather, I, I taught like 35 webinars during the pandemic. Right. I was just like, like multiple times a week, I'd be teaching online classes and I would have to sit through whoever, whatever the organization was reading my bio out loud in front of me, uh, which is always very strange um, <laughs> because my publicist wrote it and she, it's a, it's a beautiful bio. It's just very awkward to sit through because you're like hearing your accomplishments. Right. And trying to have like neutral face. So uh, me being me, the only way I could like deal with it is to make a joke of it. And I used to always say when, after it was read, I used to say something like, and I know you're going to ask me, when do I sleep? And the answer is I don't as a joke. Right. Mm-hmm. Because the truth is like Renee actually does sleep like seven to eight hours a night. But in that moment, it felt like, like a funny off the cuff, like, oh, ha, 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 hustle mentality. And I realized as the pandemic continued that I had to stop saying it because one, it wasn't true. Um, it would always get a laugh, but to what end, right? To per- yeah. to to perpetuate this idea that all of us are like, you know, um, super productive robots. And what good does that do us as a, as a culture, as an industry? It doesn't. Yeah. 110%. And I feel that especially the ones that are newer to the industry, when they hear us experience pros talking like that, yeah, they think that's what they need to do. Yeah. They think our jokes or we're not really joking. And that, right. <laughs> right. Um, and and they don't know. And it's sad we even have to say this, but you have to just stop and take care of yourself and really uh, I don't even know. There's just so many emotions around it. But yeah, I'm an Enneagram three too, so I feel everything like you. So yeah. <laughs> you know, I'll say this from my own personal experience because I have not experienced the the real, the fully, the full bottom of a burnout moment, right? I haven't experienced that. And let's just say yet, because who knows, right? Who knows? But I have experienced our substantial dips, right? Where Mm -hmm. I've been like, oh, I see that. Oh, I feel this coming. I got to do something. And I I think we exist in a world today where we think about self-care as like going to the spa, getting a massage, taking a bubble bath. But for me, I mean, to be fully honest, like I hope I always am on the show. Sometimes self-care is taking a shower, 
Yeah. Like there are some times when I'm like, have I taken a shower in a couple of days? Like I've been in this home <laughs> for 20 months uh, and granted we're, we're not fully in lockdown anymore, obviously. So I'm getting out there, but I mean, working from home, it's like, I, what am I doing? I'm in the same clothes I slept in. Right. And so sometimes self-care is completely not sexy and it's not Instagram worthy and that's okay. But we have to, I think, broaden the definition of what it means to take care of ourselves, both physically and mentally. Yeah. Something that something that I just started doing, uh, and I can't believe it took me this long to create a habit out of it, but uh, lately for the last uh, couple of weeks, because now it's coming to a head for me personally, where all of my pandemic weddings are now coming to fruition, thank God, finally, but I am in a crunch right now. Like mm-hmm. we are doing seven weddings in eight weeks, which is too much for, for me. I don't, I would never schedule it that way. Right. Yeah. But because of postponements and schedule, you know, it, through no fault of anyone, this is where we are. Yeah. I have now, I now wake up, do my morning routine, which I'd love to talk to you about that later on, uh, do my morning routine, which includes a 10 minute meditation. And then midday, if I feel myself getting super anxious about anything, because frankly, what I, what I took out of this lockdown pandemic situation is there's very little that's actually in my control, really. Oh yeah. So when I start feeling really what I call spinny, right. When everything starts, I will just remove myself from the office, go in the bedroom, do a five minute meditation. Like I am someone who now meditates twice a day. Because I actually feel like I need to. Mm-hmm. And two years ago, if you had told me, I'd been like, shut up. Renee would never do that. <laughs> She's busy. She's got things to <laughs> she do. She doesn't have time for that. Time to sit there and breathe. Who, what, who has time for that? And now um, I'm like, if I don't sit there and breathe, I will lose my mind. Yeah. And I, I just want to add, self-care is remembering to go to the bathroom on event day. Um, hello. Yes. Self-care is eating something and not saying, let me just make sure the bride's okay. Self-care, yes. it, it's just, you know, it's the it's the little things. It's the things that make us tick because um, I know I used to be do this. You may not, but I'd be like, oh, I can't worry about my meals during the wedding week. And I'm just going to eat what's available to me because I got to do this. And yeah. what I'm doing at that moment is saying, my health is not a priority. My clients are. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I recently had a turnaround about that. I had my very, so we're recording this in early September, you guys. You're probably not going to hear this till closer to uh, Thanksgiving. But uh, we just went back to our first wedding last weekend. It was a Friday wedding with a Saturday brunch and then um, Sunday day off and a Monday day off for Labor Day and Tuesday loadout. So it ended up feeling like a very long weekend of of everything because even though I had Sunday and Monday, quote unquote, off, I wasn't really off because I was still still dealing with my clients who I, who I really loved. But I normally... In the morning when I wake up, make a plan for what I'm going to eat for the day. So every day I make a meal plan for myself. So I don't have to think about at lunchtime what I'm eating. I already know. And because I do this every morning on the wedding day and the brunch day, I didn't do them. Right. And this was something that I had started during the pandemic. So this was the first time I had really somewhere to be, (laughs) you know, uh, that I couldn't maneuver or shift or be late for. So I didn't make my daily plan. Well, I'll tell you on Sunday when I woke up in, in, at home and was like, oh, yeah, I have to figure out what I'm going to eat today. I felt so thrown off my game that I thought, oh, okay, so next wedding weekend, I'm actually going to make my meal plans for the entire weekend so that I can make sure that I'm taken care of before I even am required to be anywhere. And it sounds silly, perhaps, but it's one of the things that I need to do for my life because I am someone who will forget to eat lunch 
or wander out into the kitchen and be like, well, what do we have? This donut? Sure. That's lunch. And, and it's not helping my health or my weight. Right. So that is something that I had to sort of come up with a new protocol for really. We'll see how it goes next weekend. <laughs> yeah, I, I did that. So um, I have multiple therapists that I work with now doing different things. And that's because I was, I'm just trying to find the best balance for me. Yeah. Um, and I have hired a nurse to just help me make the right decisions with meals mm -hmm. and food because a part of my journey was just loving myself and my body for the way it is mm -hmm. and overcoming this whole like my weight has always been something that bugs me and I just realized oh, girl, that yeah, me too. like mm -hmm. it just the first event I had to do I was like I need a meeting. I need a meeting. And she's like, what's wrong? I'm like, well, I'm going to be working this weekend. And the only foods available, like, and then, so if you don't know, my specialty is outdoor events in the middle of nowhere. And they're all like big, like South Asian weddings. Yeah. So I was going to be on the middle of a farm. And my only options were going to be like this Indian food, um, right. which is straight carbs, hardly <laughs> I can't do this. I've been at home for a year and a half. Like, that's what right. I that's how I felt too. Panic. panic. Yeah, complete yeah. panic. I need you to because uh, uh, over the pandemic, my sugar started going out of control. Yeah. And I found out I have diabetes. And every time everyone hears that, they assume because I'm heavier that my sugars go high, but my sugars drop. Oh, interesting. Yes. So they'll just all of a sudden drop if I'm not eating every two hours. Like if I am not eating, they will drop. So and, you have to be a grazer. Yes. Um, and imagine doing that on a wedding day. But my sugar also, if I have too many carbs, will spike all of a sudden. So I'm I have to be very, that. oh, it, it's okay. It, you know, I deserved it after the years uh, that I like what I did to my body for years, Renee, at least for 10 years, I would leave my house on a Friday and not go home till Sunday, with the exception of going home to shower. And yeah. then I got to a point uh, when I moved uh, my office and my warehouse space, I got a shower built in there and a little bed so that I wouldn't even have to go do that. So what I did to my body, I, I, I deserve it. I, I'm getting, the, and um, the way I see it is, is I've got all these things on my vision board. And because I didn't do them, the universe is like, all right, you want this. <laughs> Here you are. Oh, man, that's um, rich. I love it. But I was like, on two days before, I was like, all right, Lisa, I need you to help me figure out what I'm going to eat. Because yes. I'm panicking right now. Yes. And I could not come up with a meal plan of what I could take with me. And it was because I was so scared that I was finally going to be at an event. And I knew I was going to be gone for a minimum of 14 hours. And I was like, okay, what do I do? And, you know, if you're not, if you're not prepared, uh, you're not going to eat or you're going to pick up that donut or have that slice yeah. of wedding cake at the end of the night. Yeah. Um, and that's going to be dinner. And I had done that way too many times. I remember the first wedding I ever planned. I got to the site at 4 a.m. I had, I, uh, we got set up done. We didn't have power. There's like so many stories I could tell you about that wedding. <laughs> um, it was raining. And 
So got there at 4 a.m. All I had was a coffee from Tim Hortons. My Canadians out there, you know where this is. It's like the Dunkin' Donuts of Canada, I, love I guess. I Tim Hortons. I mean, in my visits to Canada. I'm yeah. very pro Tim Hortons, yes. I had my first meal at 1.17 a.m. that night. What? How yeah. did you not drop dead? I was too stressed to drop yeah. dead. I didn't even Adrenaline. It's all adrenaline. Yeah, it's adrenaline. 100%. Right? It was just... It poured and whoever put the electrical out didn't do the proper covering. So our generator was pushing power. We're in the middle of a cranberry field for 1400 people. Like it was just. Wow. And, you know, sound check. My celebrity singer gets there for his sound check. Nothing's working. We got power working 10 minutes before the event started. I didn't have time to think about eating. Right. But if I think about it, had I been prepared I probably could have had a granola bar or something while I was running around like a mad person. Totally. Yeah. But I didn't prioritize myself. That's and right. And then I or wonder think, why oh, I burnt I'll out. Get it on the way. I'll get it on the way there. Yeah. That's that's my favorite lie I tell myself. Yeah. Oh, I'll get us. I'll pick up a sandwich on the way there. Have I ever? No. Nope. Zero times. <laughs> Zero times have I done it. My assistants have brought me things been like and said, I know you're not going to. I know you didn't bring any food. Right. And handed me like a Starbucks, you know, something like protein box or whatever, because they yeah. know me. Yeah. Um, but also, so this is another funny thing. We're talking about like, you know, be taking care of ourselves on a wedding day. So my my two longtime assistants, Christy and Kelsey, they, they I, I love to say like, they've got my number. Like they know where, where I'm going to leave the binder, how I'm going to drop the iPad. Like I, I can't be in charge of my own stuff the day of. Like I'm just like so in it that like, I don't remember where I put my stuff. Right. Yeah. So they already know. Now, 2019 protocol for Renee that they came up with because that was habit was when it was time to eat whenever vendor meals happened they always knew I was going to eat last because that's just my way and they would get me right they would get me they would get me a sprite because they knew I would need the sugar and the bubbly and they would get me whatever meal was and if there was mac and cheese they would ask for extra because they knew that even if I hated everything else on that plate I would definitely eat like too much mac and cheese and that would keep me going So that was like 2019 protocol. So basically what they were telling me was that they knew I needed a dinner of sugar and carbs. And I let it happen because at the time I was like, yeah, this, of course, this is what I need. Then during the pandemic, I signed up with a life coach who's also a weight loss coach. And I I don't, I never want to talk about her as a weight loss coach because she really is a life coach. But what you deal mostly with is your, you know, your mindset and your sort of um, ingrained habits and also like trauma around food. So that's kind of a lot. I I haven't really talked about it a lot on the show because I'm still... Sort of, I'm, I'm still in it, right? But in this making my meal plans and choosing better foods for myself and honestly figuring out what I like and what I'm hungry for, as opposed to what I've always eaten as like, mm-hmm. these are things Renee eats. Yeah. When we had the wedding last weekend, I said to Christy, she's like, I'm going to get you a Sprite. And I was like, oh, no, no, I'm not doing that anymore. And she looked at me like, what do you mean? And I was like, I'm not going to have a Sprite. And she's like, well, what do you want? And I was like, I'm just going to have water. And she's like, well, what about dinner? And I was like, just whatever it is, chicken or whatever. She's like, Mac. I was like, no, I don't think they have any. She's like, well, should I ask for some? I'm like, no, we, I, I'm, I'm a grown up. I can just eat the chicken or, you know, whatever it was. And she looked at me like, who are you? And then I had to have the conversation that was like, so some things have changed and I'm taking better care of myself. And I don't need those things that you all, that we all agreed I needed back in the day. And yeah. she, I mean, she kind of looked at me skeptically, like, okay. And I said, just, let's just go with it for this next, next run of weddings and see what happens. <laughs> It was really, it was like a funny little powerful small moment where I was like, oh, I've really trained them about my bad habits, huh? 
it's just our teams, I feel, just adapt to the way we are. Yeah, they do. 100%. And they want to do what they think is support, uh, yes. supporting of us. And honestly, back in 2019, I would have told you, yeah, what I needed is a Sprite, one Sprite and a lot of carbs. And now, uh, no, I don't need those things because I'm working on the truth of the matter is that the reason I needed those is because I was feeling stressed and I thought that would help. Yeah. But it um, never, not once has helped. Yep. <laughs> so, so there unpacking all the things. Yeah, I, uh, so I've got a massive wedding in October, which will have happened by the time this podcast airs. Seven days of events um, with like complete flips every day. And just three days ago, I hired a company to come drop off meals for every staff member. And it's something I'm just going to pay for out of like, because I know if I don't do that, I won't eat either. Yes. And that way it's going to be a balanced meal and it's not going to be McDonald's. Yes. It's not going to be pizza. Yes. Because that's cheap and it feeds everybody and we're going to keep moving and it, it's going to be whatever there is. And the other thing I just booked today is I have been getting uh, IVs. Mm-hmm. So I get my vitamin Ds, my B12s, my magnesium. I get everything infused into me. So I just booked my big a major IV drip right before the wedding so that I am on top of my game. There you physically. go. There you go. Yes. And I never would have done that before. I would have been like, Oh, that's fine. But this time right. I'm, like, I'm no, fine. I'm... I don't need it. I'm fine. A hundred percent. Yeah. Oh, I'm not dehydrated. I'm not this. I'm, I'm just tired because I'm working so hard. No, I'm tired because I haven't taken care of my body and I haven't ate the right foods and my body is wanting like my vitamin D levels we're so oh. low. Okay. Well, I think everyone's vitamin D is low because of lockdown because yes. I went to get my, my yearly and they were like, they put me on vitamin D supplements for 15 weeks yeah. because my, my D was so low. And they were like, they literally said, yeah, everyone. I was like, oh, right. Cause we've all been indoors. The other thing uh, that I wanted to mention is you said, maybe I'm dehydrated. I'm going to say this. And I'm not a scientist. I'll just freaking say it. Every single one of you listening to this podcast is dehydrated. Go drink a glass of water for God's sakes. Yes. I don't know anyone who's not dehydrated all the time. Unless you're drinking a gallon of water a day, you're probably dehydrated. Go drink a water. And this is something I know from theater school, from when I used to do musicals. If you if you physically feel thirsty, your you, your body is already dehydrated. Mm-hmm. So just drink water all day long and your body will thank you for it. I think we're done here. <laughs> Well, no, but just, that's my final word on water. Like, yeah. you know what I mean? Like everyone's like, oh, coffee. Okay, great. I love, listen, I love the, I don't want to say I love it. I, I laugh along with the Instagram posts, right? That, that are like, is this coffee? Is this wine? Like fueled by caffeine? Like, listen, I get it. That's like the hashtag girl boss. Fine. But really, if all you're drinking is coffee and wine, ladies, please go get some water. Please, for the love of God. Yeah. So when I, when I said we're done here, what I meant was (laughs) if everyone that listens to this podcast ignores everything else we have said, that's correct. And starts drinking water. Yes. That to me is a huge win because what that water will do for your body, your brain, your mindset, how awake you feel, how you remember things Mm -hmm. is a huge success in everyone's yeah and everyone I feel like most people are asking when we talk about like burnout and self-care they're like well what are the shortcuts there are no shortcuts guys you need to get seven to eight hours of sleep you need to drink like a gallon of water a day like and you need to say no (laughs) 
like, and say no to everything, right? I have, I'm very proud of myself. I'm happy to report to you, Jesse, that I have been saying no to many, many, many things in the last couple of months. And some of them I'm very sad about. And some of them I felt like freedom, <laughs> you know, yeah. to be like, nope, not doing that. And and still there are things on my to-do list that are not getting done, right? So I can only imagine if I had said enthusiastic yeses to everything that was offered. And I know if you're listening, yes, I'm very privileged to uh, have opportunities. I'm never going to try to minimize that or, or feel like, oh, that's not a big deal. Yes, every single opportunity I get is a huge deal and I'm so grateful. But for me to still exist as a human, <laughs> I need I need more no. And so um, like everything else, it's a muscle that gets easier with use. Um, but for me, my benchmark, and I'd love to hear what yours is, Jesse, is if it is not an enthusiastic, yes, I'm all in, then it is an absolute hell no. Yes, 100% yes. We all know in our gut when we are saying yes to something that we should be saying no to. It, we, it, it's in our gut. We know. And so I'm working on a wedding. I have, a, I've been really blessed that I get a lot of referrals and repeat clients um, where one, you know, sibling got married and another sibling's getting married. Those and are the best referrals, by the way. So it's super best. We're um, like, I'm in this family now. You're, I'm one of you. <laughs> yeah. And they hadn't worked with me in eight years. And the Jesse eight years ago was, yes, 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 yes. Oh, you mm -hmm. want me to bend over backwards and walk a tightrope while I'm carrying 50 glasses? Sure. Let me get right on that for you. Um, <laughs> and the Jesse of now is like, oh, of course we can handle that. It's going to be this much and I'll be outsourcing it. No, I won't be able to handle that for you. No, we, we don't do that. And they at first were very like, what do you mean you're saying no to us? Like you never yeah. say no, right? And yeah. that in itself was like a journaling moment. I had to come back and journal on that. Yes. Um, but it was very empowering, because yeah. I was able to tell them and, and I said, listen, like, you know, in order for me to be able to put the best foot forward and be able to do the best job I possibly can for you, I only want to say yes to what I know I can knock out of the park and not do anything mediocre just because I'm saying yes. Um, and a lot of these things, yeah, I'll make a little bit less money. But at the end of the day, the success of your event is way more important than the amount of money I'm going to walk away with the end of this. I 100% agree. I actually just lost a wedding bid um, and it was a management client. And if I'm being super honest with myself, it wasn't something that I was uniquely qualified to do for them. You know, like yeah. it could have been me. It could have been the girl next door. It could have been any of us. But the reason that I ultimately, I suppose they didn't choose me um, was because we had a, we had a lot of conversations about hotel room blocks during our consult. And I said, I outsourced that to a, a room block specialist. And they said, well, because they had a lot of out-of-town guests. And I said, and I kept saying, well, you'd talk to Jenny about that. Jenny is my specialist and, and you know, we contract with her on your behalf. And, but you get to talk, you get to work with her directly. And they're like, so you don't have a hand in that? And I'm like, no. And it's, and I, I kept saying, because I'm not a hotel room block specialist, right? And mm -hmm. it's such a strange thing to, I think, get fixated on. But they were like, well, so you're not hands-on with that? And I'm like, no, I'm really not. And, and unapologetically, I'm not. I have no desire to insert myself in a hotel room block situation. I don't know your guests. I don't know. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, and there's a reason that for years we outsource this. And so it was a very interesting moment to me to be like, that's what you're hung up on. 
okay, well, we're not, we're not right for each other. Okay. But I still had to sit with, like, like you said, I don't need to be everywhere. I cannot do every single thing that they need. This is a trusted person that I work with. And then that's the answer for me, right? I'm not going to suddenly take on that service for this one client just to book them. No, absolutely not. And if yeah. you're not saying no to clients, if you are not even just saying, oh, I don't think that's the right fit. I'm sorry, you're doing business wrong. Like, I I tend to agree. I mean, listen, I, like you, was a yes girl for, gosh, probably the first five years of my business. Mm -hmm. I was just, yes, 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 whatever you need. I'll bend over backwards. I'll do whatever. I'll drive wherever, you know, and, and it's too much, right? It's too much. And I think the reason I really wanted to do this episode with you now in and, and have people hear it in November is because we are going through probably one of the hardest years we've ever been through in the yeah. wedding industry, right? With all these postponed weddings finally coming to fruition and all of the crush of our new clients who need us, who, who are feeling frantic, frankly, about booking because all they keep hearing is that there's a wedding boom and children back to school and there's still a pandemic and possibly we, you know, those people listening have lost people in their lives. Like yeah. it is kind of a powder keg situation now. And I, I, I guess I just want to put in everyone's mind that like, whatever you're feeling right now, everyone else is likely feeling as well. And the best thing you can do is listen to what we're saying. Take, take the advice of what it is we're physically actively doing in our lives to combat this burnout and to take better care of ourselves. And don't just say, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll do that when I have time. Because what I have learned over the years is that I never have time, but I have to make time. Yep. Yeah. That, what do you do, Jesse? Do you have a morning routine? I do have a morning routine. I do my I savers. I would love to hear about it. You what? So I do my my savers. I uh, oh. uh, so it's basically the the miracle morning routine for entrepreneurs is where yes. I got it. Uh, yes. It's a book by Hal Alrod, and the book is called The Miracle Morning for Entrepreneurs: Elevate Yourself to Elevate Your Business. So so it's my savers. My S is for silence. So mm -hmm. when I wake up, to just take a moment. Um, and in my silence, I also include uh, just gratitude. I try to do three things that I'm grateful for as soon as I wake up and what my biggest, what I felt was my biggest win the day before. And when I say my biggest win the day before, I am not talking about I executed this massive event. I'm talking about I went to the grocery store and I got everything I needed to keep mm -hmm. myself fed. I'm mm -hmm. talking about I... Uh, decided that you know what maybe I don't need to stay up all night to work on this timeline <laughs> yes <laughs> I can do it to, I can edit it tomorrow or I can send it off to my VA and she can look it over um and I'll get to, like it, it just those things because yeah I don't need to be on top of everything right and then A is for my affirmations. Uh, my affirmations are actually written on my mirror so as I brush my teeth every morning I read my affirmations. So I've got, I am enough. I am deserving. I am worthy. I've got, my success is inevitable and urgent. I've got um, money flows to me um, every single day in multiple mm -hmm. ways. So I just, I've got all those. And then from there, um, I do guided visualizations. So that's my V is my visualizations. And if I'm not doing a guided visualization, I love EFT which is emotional mm -hmm. freedom technique. That was a game changer for me. Uh, I now tend to do EFT before 
client meetings, before big events, uh, I take the time to do a grounding meditation before I walk into a client's event to make sure that I am in the best mental space that I could be in. Because when we're not and we get into the frantics of an event and making sure everyone's happy, we tend to make decisions for ourselves, not for mm-hmm. others, for ourselves that are not the best. So I want to make sure that yes. I'm on the top of the game for myself. Uh, e is exercise. And exercise could be anything from a walk to watching a video um, and following along or just anything that I'm up to for that day. I read. So I try to read a chapter or something, a book in a, uh, and if I don't have time in the morning, I do it a little bit later on in the day. Uh, and then I do my journaling uh, and I do journal in the morning and I do journal in the evening. And it's just my way of kind of putting things to rest or remembering what I need to focus on because I spent way too much time in my life. I'm going to say it. <laughs> I hate saying it. <laughs> But uh, coming from the place of a victim yeah. instead of a victor yes. and um, journaling and just letting it all out has allowed me to really see things for what they are, you know, having hard conversations and having mm-hmm. the boundaries. And when, you know, when I feel like a client uh, and I think a lot of people will understand this right now with everything that's going on, a lot of clients are not seeing us as humans, but as machines. That's correct. And, you know, I need to process that and I need to remember uh, that I, if I don't speak up for myself, nobody will. And it's just, you know, letting that out in my journaling. So I may not express it to them, how their treatment really is making me feel because there's obviously like, you know, they're a client, but I have to (laughs) let it out somewhere. Exactly. Right. And And there's only so much time our spouses can hear about ex you know ex client did blah 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 before they're like fix it then or stop talking about it right yeah journaling is a safe place yeah and um my husband is not an entrepreneur so anyone that's listening that doesn't has a spouse that's not an entrepreneur you know what it's like when they just don't understand why we do things certain things the way we do them and it's just um which also over the years has helped me because he'd be like you don't need to do that you don't need to do yes. that. <laughs> like, what do you mean I don't yeah. need to do that? Like they um and I think the biggest lesson I had learned a couple of years ago and one that I'm really trying to stick to right now is is they have bought my service, not me. Yes, girl. Yes. And that is something that was a big one that I had to really realize and you know, and that's where the no comes in. And that's where the no, I'm sorry, I don't do text messages. No, I'm sorry, I don't do WhatsApp groups. Like I, (laughs) we have email. (laughs) Yes, email, please email. I love your morning routine. I love that it's so structured. I feel like when we talk about morning routines for people who don't have them, they think like, oh, that sounds like a lot of work or a lot of things to do. So how much time does your morning routine take you? If you were to guess, or maybe you know. 15 to 18 minutes. There you go. Without the, exercise. Right. <laughs> Without the exercise. Right. Because when I'm journaling, I'm not, unless I'm really needing to unload, my journaling is just like, I'm so proud of myself. This is, you know, this is my intention for the day. And this is how I intend to show up for this. And it's just mm-hmm. a couple of lines to get it out, unless yeah. I'm really just needing to unload because right. it was a rough night or I woke up to an email <laughs> that <Right>. wasn't <laughs> the best of emails. And that's um, another thing, ladies or men or whoever is listening. It's mostly ladies. 
just because you get an email doesn't mean it needs to be responded to immediately. Amen. <laughs> like, take, wait a day, take the emotion out of it, and then respond. Yes. <laughs> yes. Especially oh, now. When yes. Especially I mean, now. I, I have a rule with myself that like anything before 10 a.m. is like a, a, a fuck no. Like anything you ask me, clients, before 10 a.m., I'm not inclined to do for you. So if you if, if email me at 6 a.m. works for your schedule, great. But at 10 a.m. when Renee has had her coffee and done her morning routine, then she will respond to you mm -hmm. kindly when she has her wits about her. Because I am not a morning person, so I am never going to be someone who gets up at five and works out and goes hiking. That's just like not, I'm not going to do it. I don't care. I can become a multimillionaire 10 times over and I'm still not going to be Oprah at 5 a.m. meditating in my garden. It's just not my way. But I still take, I still get up at seven, right? I still have those three hours of like, puddling around to do whatever I want. And, but for me, a big thing before I started a morning routine, and it really, it took me the pandemic to get my act together because I always wanted one. Right. But again, I was the one saying, I don't have time. It's so complicated. It sounds so long. I literally had to sit down and time myself. How long does it take me to make my meal plan for the day? It takes me four minutes, Jesse. I was making it into this like yeah. massive task every day. It took four minutes. Uh, the other thing I do is at the end of the night, or if I'm too tired, I do it in the morning, is I, I write what I ate the day before. So I make a plan for what it's going to be, and then I check in with myself. Did I did I stay committed to that plan, right? And then, um, and then I meditate for five or 10 minutes. I'm working my way up now to 15, so I've been at 10 for a while. And then I do, I do journaling. What I do for journaling, um, because I'm very music motivated, is I will just put on a song. I will say, I'm going to write for this one song. Uh, oh, so I it's like- that like three to four minutes and I have like a whole playlist of like songs that make me feel good or if I'm in a if I'm in a mood then it's like angry songs <laughs> but but whatever I only commit to the duration of the song so I don't feel like I have to be there writing like a novel um okay so you guys I do my guided visualizations in the shower <laughs> I love it multitasking <laughs> like, it's great because water has negative ions right so That's you're right. releasing and then you've got your meditation on and it's like dual purpose. And I walk out a completely different person. My husband can tell on a, what days I've gone through my morning routine and which days I have it. Oh, my husband can too. Or he'll be like, or I'll be like putting around the kitchen and I'm kind of grouchy about it. And he's like, did you do your journal? And I'm like, no, leave me alone. And then five minutes later, I'm like, fuck, I'll go do my journal. Because <laughs> he's right. It, yeah. It's always better when I get it out of my body. But and so that's like the, that's like the daily stuff. It's not even, I mean, not even that much, but I also have a nighttime routine because what I was realizing is that I had a bad habit of like working until I fell asleep. Yes. <laughs> like falling asleep with my laptop open on the computer, on the couch. And my husband being like, what are you doing? And so now uh, my nighttime ritual is very simple, but I am very much um, about skincare. Like I love like all my fancy creams and stuff. So I have all them Why? and I need to use them. Otherwise, what's the point? Yeah. So I now set a timer that my bedtime is usually 1030 or 11. And so I will set a timer like 30 minutes prior to that and just say like, now it's time for skincare. <laughs> yes. Um, so I'm a time blocker. Yes. And if it's not on my calendar, it's not happening. Like it is yeah. not happening. But yeah, my, um. so not only is my evening routine on my calendar but so it tuesdays at 9 p.m is my check-in with my husband time block nice because that's his love language is you know uh, me going out of my way to make sure especially because that was a huge part of our relationship where he felt like my work was overtaking it like 
more important yeah, than the relationship. That way too. Mm-hmm. So yeah. Tuesdays at 9 p.m. are like my time to check in with him. And I'm sorry if you don't usually talk about this on your podcast, but ladies, especially ladies running their business, schedule in sex with your husbands, please. Um, hell yeah, schedule sex. Schedule yes. sex. It could be awkward the first little bit, but because you're like, oh God, it's on the calendar. Right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but at least everyone knows, right? Like this is what we're doing now. Yeah. yeah. Like we have a calendar and I've got my... um. I'm totally on like the cycle. I, I know my cycle. So mm-hmm. I've got my uh, red zone <laughs> marked on the yes. calendar. So he knows to stay away. Yes. <laughs> I love it. Pre on there. Um, but, uh, you know, as I've gotten older, like there's been physical changes and stuff. So, I'm, you know, oh, yeah. I, I've got my prime moments. I want to make sure I make most of my prime moments and, you know, put it on the calendar. And these are all things for self-care because, having a healthy sex life and having intimacy in your home will move into your business. Because, 100%. Because when, 100%. Yeah. Because when you're, you know, you've got those endorphins going, you've got it all like it carries into your business. And when things are not good at home and there's negative energy at home, it's going to carry into your business and vice versa. Because how many of us are able to stand at the door and just release everything we felt that day and walk into our homes with a huge smile as if, you know, everything's okay when we've got the weight of the world on us. And when we're able to do things like have orgasms, it's it's going to help you. Like it's going to help you. And here's something else I've never said on the show. If you're not coupled, you can have orgasms on your own. I was going to say that. And I'm like, okay, I've already taken it a bit far. Schedule that shit in your calendar too. Schedule it in because you will thank me when you're in a good mood, uh, especially the night before a wedding (laughs) or the morning of. (laughs) Oh my God. The, 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 The last wedding I had that I my client and I did not get along. It was really the only wedding I've ever had where I was like, this is going to be murder. Like, what am I doing here? Uh, That morning, my husband was like, we're having sex this morning. And I was like, no, get away from me. I'm so stressed. And he's like, and that is why we're having sex this morning. (laughs) He was like, he's like, you need to go to this wedding, like as relaxed as possible. And I was like, and he was right. Yeah. It made made the morning much better. The wedding was still, the bride was still a pain in the ass. But let me ask you, because I know for myself, I know, right? At least that, and like one thing happened right that day. Um, <laughs> so, so I have things I do like on the weekly and daily, like we've talked about, you know, then I have things that I do, I guess more like monthly, like self-care that maybe is a little more fluffy that I do for myself. So like once a month I get a facial, mm-hmm. once a month I get a massage. This is of course pre-pandemic, but it's coming back. Do you have any of those like bigger things that not bigger, I mean, they're still sort of, um, I guess, small in intention, but sort of scheduled things that you do for yourself my nails get done every- oh yes i get a mani-pedi every two weeks yeah 100 um yeah it's funny because where was i today oh i went to my naturopath this morning and she's like your nails are always so pretty and i was like why thank you um it's it not only do they make me feel very girly because yeah. i have not always been very girly but they make me happy like they yeah. just um you know and getting my hair colored. So, you know, I'm not a natural blonde. <laughs> you never would have guessed You don't that. say. <laughs> uh, the pandemic gave me the pandemic blonde, but I'm going back. But I've been yeah. dyeing my hair blonde since um, I was 18. And the only times I did it were when I was pregnant with both of my children. Mm-hmm. But just having my hair done 
and you know I go for microdermabrasion and just having those appointments on the calendar now I do have to say I I never used to be like this and I've become like this and I'm so glad I have but I'm very grateful because I hadn't gotten a massage this whole summer um and my husband turns around to me I think it was on Saturday and he was like you haven't had a massage so uh, I'm scheduling it because our anniversary is going to be coming. He's like, we're going for couples massages and yeah. you don't have a choice and <laughs> you're, you're going. And I was like, <laughs> okay, thanks. Um, but July and August have just been a shit show. Yeah. So well, I think it's important to note too that what our jobs, every wedding pro listening or creative, any, if you are in a service-based business and you spend 12 to 15 hours on your feet any given day, Mm -hmm. your body, like your muscles are holding in that lactic acid that needs to come out. So yes, we can think like, oh, you're so fancy. You get a massage every month, but it's like, that to me is the bare minimum I can do for my muscles because they're in agony. Yes. (laughs) Right. Yes. And we deserve that. And okay. I'm going to tell you guys a little secret. (laughs) I love it. um, When I priced out my services, my self-care from that wedding is priced right in there. <laughs> yes, 100%. So, my after-wedding foot massage, because mm-hmm. we have this place called Happy Feet. Like, yeah, we have it. one of those here, too. I love them. You can keep, it's like where you keep all your clothes on, right? Yeah. and they Yeah, just, love it. Yeah, and uh, yeah, it's, it's worked right in there. Like, I have included these things right into just how I have a line item for the client gift I'm going to send them after the wedding. I have a line item for how I'm going to take care of myself yes. that is worked into the pricing. So I'm just like, all right, this is a part of the service is me taking care of myself because my feet are going to kill the next day. Yeah. So I need to take care of it. I agree. The other thing I wanted to talk about before, um, I know we've been talking for a while, guys, this is a long episode. We have a lot to talk about um, is that I recently got myself a sleep tracker, a wearable sleep tracker. Have you heard of the aura ring? Oh my God. You and I, <laughs> Do you have one? I have a different sleep tracker, but okay. I haven't heard the ring. But it just the similarities, I'm just so <laughs> blown away right now. I love it. Well, I'm only on like I'm only on it and I've only gotten it a week ago. Let's say that. So I but I am blown away. So or it's called O U R A. I'll put the link in the show notes. It's you know, it's a big gold ring. It's a pretty thick gold ring that I now wear on my right hand and it tracks how many hours of sleep I get, it tracks how much um, deep sleep, REM sleep, light sleep. I mean, it, it knows things about me that are really insane, mm-hmm. but I, I'm really curious about it. I think I've mentioned on the show before that my husband snores and I sleep with uh, Bose noise canceling white noise earbuds in my ear every night so that I can sleep. So I got the sleep tracker because I was actually really curious about how much actual sleep I'm getting because I, sometimes I wake up fatigued and I've been in bed for seven hours. So I, I'm trying to do my best to like, you know, remedy this as much as I can. Right. I don't really want to sleep in a separate room, but I am curious about it. And so it's really a fascinating little piece of equipment. Again, check, check in with me six months from now, but right now I'm every morning I wake up and I they give you like a sleep score. So yesterday I got like a 91 and I was so proud of myself and then thank you. But then today I only got an 80. So it's really great for my Enneagram three yeah. to be like, to try to win sleep. But, um, what do you use for your wearable? Uh, I have the Fitbit sense. Yes. I've heard that's very good. Yeah. So it, tra- it same thing. It tracks all the different, uh, the, levels of sleep that I'm getting, the number of hours it, it scores me. But the only thing is my husband uses it against me sometimes. <laughs> what like, is that? What do you mean? He, if my score isn't high enough, 
because oh. he has access to it. He'd be like, so you didn't go to bed on time? What were you thinking about? <laughs> like, what's going on? But the other thing is, uh, <laughs> the reason this watch is hilarious, it tracks your physical activity. And I didn't yes. know that. At, like, I knew it did, but I just didn't know to what extent. Um, and then I was looking at it one morning and I'm like, what the hell? What is this activity? And I couldn't figure it out. <laughs> and then it, it tracked when I was having sex. I love it. <laughs> I go to my husband. I'm you were like, like, I now have a timer. <laughs> that's, oh, that's amazing. I didn't even think about that. Like, I didn't realize at first. And I'm like, all right, I need to start taking my watch off. <laughs> I swear, I bet I'm just going to take off that ring. He's going to be like, take it off right now. Um, how fucking funny is that? That's so funny. All right, listen, my lovely listeners, I know that you're experiencing burnout right now, even if that's not what you want to call it, right? Mm-hmm. You're going to you're gonna call it other things. You're going to call it, I'm so tired. I can't figure out why. Or my clients are driving me crazy and I can't figure out why. Or I'm really short with my husband and kids right now. Or I'm hungry all the time. Yeah. Or any of the other ways burnout manifests, I think we get real good at talking about the symptoms, but not the cause. Mm -hmm. So if you are experiencing any or all of those things, it's okay to say, hey, I'm feeling burnt out and I'm going to research. And and the only way I think to do the research is to trial and error on your own self, what you need for self-care. How did you get to knowing what you needed? Was it really like just trial and error? It was so trial and error. It was, uh, I started off with meditating. That's yeah. where I started. And it slowly has built into completely different things. Like I now, like even throughout the day, I have time, like five minute time blocks for EFT or just a grounding meditation because it's a lot. Everything going on in the world right now is a lot. And there's a lot of yeah. different opinions. It's just, it, it's just a lot. And having those, and the other thing is, Please don't try something for three days and say it doesn't work for me. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. Habits. And this is like, and even in business, like you don't try a marketing strategy for three days and be like, oh no, this isn't working. It's got to be a little bit longer. Uh, but it was just trial and error. And you know what? If you miss a couple of days in your, th- let's say you say, I'm going to do it for 30 days and you miss a couple of days, that's okay. What matters is that you tried. And- yeah. And, and like, you have to look at the data, right? Like try it for 30 days and say like, honestly, do I feel better? I mean, this is why I think the journaling is so important for this stuff, because then you get to have moment, even if you just want to journal of, do I feel better today after I meditated than before? Mm-hmm. I mean, just simple, simple questions, right? I do you track your habits. Cause I use an app called habit share, Yes, uh, which I really love. And I, I do have, I mean, no judgment for myself, but I do have a fair amount of things that I track every day. Like did I make my plan? Did I assess my plan? Did I, did I stop at, at enough? Like, or did I overeat? Right. Did I get, did I get a gallon of water in, you know, did I take my vitamins? Did I do my Peloton? Did I meditate? Did I journal? Um, and it can feel overwhelming, except that what I know that when I do all those things, I have a really great day, no matter what else happens. Right. I can do all those things, feel like I had a very successful day and still be like, okay, but I didn't answer every single email and it's okay now. Mm-hmm. Because my self-worth and, and my wellness isn't tied to my productivity in as much as it was two years ago. Hallelujah. Yeah, I, that used to be me. I don't even have uh, email notifications on my phone. Okay, well, that's been out of pants. I could never do that. <laughs> no, I, I have them scheduled. So I check email at the beginning of the day, the end of the day. And 
unless it's like a massive event, then I will turn them on because I don't want to miss anything. Like if it's event week, but other than that, I turn them off because sometimes we're doing something where we need to focus and then we get that little ping and that one little ping turns into, Oh, let me just quickly do that. Oh, let me quickly just do this too now. And then we totally get sidetracked off of what we were originally doing. And, 100%. and that's another reason we get burnt out and overwhelmed yes. is because we're trying to do so many things at once. Whereas if you just dedicate 10 minutes to your inbox every two hours, if you want, if you don't want to do it just twice a day, you'll get so much more done because you're not going to be walking down the aisle at the grocery store here, ping and stop in your tracks because you have to know who's just sent that email and how to help them. You're 100% right. I know you're right. And yet I still have my email on my phone. So maybe that's a goal I can work on for 2022. <laughs> yeah. She says with fear in her voice, maybe that's something I can work on. Um, Jesse, I could literally talk to you for six more hours about burnout. Meanwhile, everyone listening would be like, no, I'm burnt out from listening to this talk for six hours. Um, yeah, we were going to do a 30 minute episode an hour yeah, later. I was like, I was like, Jesse, this won't take very long at all. Now I'm like, listen, let's talk about sex. Uh, just kidding. Um, <laughs> I've got that song Jessie, playing in my head now. Listen, I want to thank you, Jesse, for your like complete brave honesty today, because I don't know so many other people would come on and be like, here's everything. This is me. And so thank you. Oh, you're so welcome. It took a lot to get here, but I'm so happy to be here. I'm so happy that you are here. Jesse, where can these fine folks find you out in the web, World Wide Web? You can find me at jessicara.com or on Instagram at jessicara. And I'm on Facebook, but I don't really use it. <laughs> but that's right. I just, use it, I just use it for the groups. Don't tell anybody. Um, we will link and all that in the sh- and the ads, right? And the shopping. Yeah. Uh, we will link all that in the show notes. So if you're driving, you don't have to pull over and freak out. It's all there for you. Listeners, listen. Go get a facial, go meditate, take a shower, drink a gallon of water. I know you think I'm joking. I'm literally talking about a full gallon of water. Go do it. And then check in with us on Instagram and tell us how you're doing. It's been a hell of a year and we're not done yet. Take care of you. And as always, I thank you for spending this time with us. It's never lost on me that this is time you can't get back. And so we value you so much. We will see you next week. Same time, same place. Bye for now, friends. Bye. Thanks for listening to Talk with Renee Dallow. Dive into the show notes at reneedallow.com forward slash podcast and connect with Renee at Talk with Renee Dallow on Instagram.